Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rashida and Robert. It's Sunday, October 11th, and as always, I am joined by my esteemed co-host and brother in the martial arts, Sifu Robert Deal. Bob, how's it going today, man? I have been so busy these past couple weeks. Now, you know, we, we're not scripted today. Today is just going to fly off the cuff. Yep. Uh, so I was at the... Uh, I mean, I, I did... Uh, uh, I was at the premiere of the uh, Samurai Cop 2 on Saturday. I was at the uh, unveiling of a bunch of stuff at the Martial Arts System Museum and Eric Lee Knight. I got a funny story, though. And then I find out my wife is not the only one who blames me for stuff. (laughs) She's not. Tell me me the story. (laughs) So, Babe Ling... Oh, but she just yelled at me. She said, but she's a master at it. Uh, <laughs> so, Bay Ling walks by one of the stars of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And Lady Leilani Reed said hello mm-hmm. to her, and she got snubbed. I mean, this girl's nose is so high up in the air that if she would have walked outside, she would have drowned. Drowned? <laughs> oh, man. Right? Okay. Uh-huh. And this girl was wearing this long, flowing gown, and Lady accidentally stepped on it. Accidentally. Oh, accidentally. Maybe it was subconsciously, right? Because that had a long train. Uh-huh. She looks at me and points. <laughs> Even her husband had to say, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> It's just a stereotype, you know, that men are clumsy. <laughs> oh, wait, That's I don't right. know. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, no, it was a beautiful weekend. They have it uh, over the opening, just as you enter the museum. Now they have, uh, you. I think you thought one of the last times you were down, it's an animatronic head mm-hmm. dressed it up like dec- decorated by low it, pants. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't oper- operable when I was there last. So. No, they were working on it. Yeah, uh, and it looked really, really cool. And they Very they cool. uh, got, got donated by uh, the uh, director of the, uh, the Samurai Cop Two, the flying guillotine that was used Woo! in the movie. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Right so on. that was like really cool. Uh, I I met with Matt again. It was funny, you know, Matt, the star of the Samurai Cop One and Two. Mm-hmm. Met with him on mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday. I went up, shook his hands, and said, man, it's good to see you again. And you know when, when you don't put faces with places and you've got the tears in the headlight look? That's yeah, how yeah. Alan looked to me. And then turned away. So I uh-huh. saw him last night and I said, I want you to figure out where you know me from. He uh-huh. says, oh, come on, dude. You've got to give me a hint. And I said, okay. I was the one who told you you were too pretty to do anything but act. 
He goes, yeah, you interviewed me at Dragon Fest. <laughs> and yeah. then I asked him, because, you know, the guy's a good-looking guy. He's been compared to Fabio, right? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and he was an up-and-coming actor when he did Samurai Cop, the original. And I said, what else have you done? Figuring and give me this long laundry list of movies and shows. And he said he only did Samurai Cop 1 and 2. Wow. That was his whole wow. acting career. Wow. Well, I don't know. I mean, let's hope that it opens up other doors for him or something. I mean, you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it, it was. It was. So that was the extent of my weekend other than going to see my, my uh, daughter perform at her high school. Uh, right I just, I've, the last couple of weeks, I've just been, oh, between Samurai Cop and the chemist and martial arts kid. And then I, 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 yeah, yeah. I am. I've been busy too. I've, I've, you know, been uh, negotiating and going through, uh, going through uh, a lease for markup because uh, I'm going to be moving at the beginning of November. So in about another three weeks, I'll be in a in a new spot. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's going to be. You'll cool. actually be in your own location again after over a year. Yeah, well, more than a more than a year actually, because I was uh, I was with Body Movement Arts for almost two, and now you what? know, yeah, it was really? almost two, yeah, almost two. Wow. And then with with this uh, uh, transition space, it'll be it'll still it won't be quite two. It'll be like I don't know, like a year and like ten months or something like that. Right. So, right. But, but it'll be it'll be good to have my own space and and stuff like that. Um, it'll be grassroots because you know I won't have all the cool you know uh, heavy bag racks and stuff like that. God, that stuff is expensive. It you is. Know? <laughs> you know, and I won't have all the cool you know heavy bag racks and stuff like that. But you know, I mean, I figure you know once a month, all I got to do is buy one of those Wave Master bags. You know, I just need four for for my little studio and. You know, and it, it'll allow me to run classes uh, the way that uh, I want and, and go from there, and it'll be fun. <laughs> so I've been busy doing that. I've been doing a lot of uh, private lessons to get ready for, you know, just to make more money for it and stuff like that. And just to get people ready for, hey, we're going to be able to do a lot more stuff that we couldn't do at a rent-by-the-hour room. So uh, people are excited. I'm excited. It'll be It'll be kind of cool. Yay. All right. Yay. Okay. So why don't we get on with the show? So before we get started, though, I want to remind our listeners about our phone number here, 347-677-0699. We're going to have a chat board here in a second as soon as I launch it. And to find the chat board, you uh, click on the show marquee link if you're getting this through Facebook and scroll down a little bit on the marquee on Blog Talk Radio. And you'll see a chat board here in a couple minutes. Uh, There it is. There's the chat board. Um, And you can type your questions there. Our topic of discussion, it's open mic night. So anyone can call in. Anyone can be one of our guests. We're going to be talking about titles in the martial arts, what what some of the titles mean. Um, uh, We're going to be having uh, Sensei Wayne Riley joining us a little bit later. He'll be talking about the Japanese titles of Japanese martial arts. I'll talk a little bit about Chinese titles and how they apply. Uh, We hope to have uh, Kumu Michelle Manu of Lua talking about Hawaiian titles and the uh, significance of the Hawaiian titles. Because 
I'm a firm believer in that Hawaiian uh Hawaiian arts like Lua, um, the titles have a have a meaning outside of just like teacher. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we'll be talking a little bit about that. We'll also be talking a little bit about modern titles such as um well, I don't know, professor. Because that's um, you know that's a title that that uh, was never really used in traditional martial arts. So we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about the the titles of grandmaster and stuff. And is there an age requirement? Should there be an age requirement? You know, and uh, should it be the same all the way around? Because we know it's different from style to style. So we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff regarding titles, uh, the proper usage of them. That's what I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the proper usage of them as well as other subjects and we welcome your calls and we welcome your contributions and comments to this to this topic of discussion so we'll be doing that about 6 30 so 347-677-0699 all right so why don't we get started with birthdays who do you have there for birthdays sifu bob birthdays this week on ten fourteen. Seafood, Dolly Abad, one of our good Yay. friends out of Arizona, also on the 14th. Grandmaster, this is one person I absolutely consider a grandmaster. Bill Riyosaki. Yes. Uh, 1015, Patricia Lau, another couple 1015s. Uh, 1015, Ashley Page, and Kung Fu Sensu Master, Harry Wong. His birthday is also on the 15th. And Taekwondo Master Jamie Cashin, his birthday is on the 16th this week. Right on. I'm looking through my list here to see if I have any birthdays. Today, today on the 11th, Shifu Olivieri, his uh, birthday is today. Um, and a the mother of one of my previous students, Donna Fulcher, her birthday is today. Uh, a buddy from Hawaii, Bert Braley. Uh, Romilio Olivieri also has a birthday. Upcoming, I'll pull up my phone calendar here. <clears throat> Upcoming, we got Sifu Robin, Robin Dobberg, the wife of Charles Shepard, who uh, was a previous inductee into the Masters Hall of Fame. Her birthday is tomorrow. Uh, Sensei Rick Beal, a Kudo practitioner, also tomorrow. And I want to send a shout-out uh, to Luke Fredrickson, a, a previous Wushu student of mine. And anybody else? Uh, and another uh, previous Wushu student of mine, Dan Huser. His birthday is on the 14th. And you already said Dolly Abad. And I want to send a shout-out to a good friend of mine in Idaho, Chelsea Whittinger. Also on the 14th, on the 15th, uh, I want to send a shout out to Byron Rasmussen, 36 years old. I remember when that kid, I'm still going to call him a kid. I remember when that kid was still, you know, a snot-nosed little kid, you know, runny-nosed, little toe-headed kid. He's turning 36. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And, and, uh, that's it for my birthdays. But, you know, speaking of, you know, uh, students that you've taught previously and realizing how old they are and they're married and have kids and stuff like that, I, I recently saw a, a student of mine the other day because I, uh, I got a, a desk. 
from him for my new office. And uh, he he's tall. He's got a deep voice. He's married. He's a psychologist. And I'm just like, how old are you? And he's like, uh, I'm 36. I'm like, what are you talking 36? You can't be 36. Because <laughs> in my head, he's just 14. So... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right, so for everyone that's having a birthday the week of the 11th through the 17th of October, happy birthday, and here's a tune for you. I wanna, wanna wish you a happy birthday. I wanna, wanna help you celebrate. I wanna, wanna wish you lots of presents. Party, party in the island way You'll be jamming all night Till the light of day Your birthday, birthday is your day to shine Another year and you'll be looking fine So have a no worries, don't you hesitate It's time to party, party, time to celebrate birthday everybody well we oh, had Rusty, Rusty, I, I got something first got gotta What's tell that? you this first okay my my sister-in-law was pregnant with my niece when jenny and i got married and this morning uh-huh. i said do you realize our niece is now 29 years old she doesn't blink doesn't even miss skip a beat she looks at me and she says you suck Ah, <laughs> <Like that. laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, we had oh, there's Sensei Wayne. I was gonna say we had Sensei Wayne um, and then lost him uh, on the there line, and then we lost him, and then he called my cell phone. <laughs> like what? So let's bring. <clears throat> One of our special guest co-hosts tonight, Sensei Wayne Riley on the line. Sensei Wayne, how you doing? Hey, hello, hello, hello. How are you guys doing? Hey, Wayne. Hello, good. Hello, hey, hello. I called You're your good. phone because I couldn't, I was trying to get help to call back on. I don't know what happened. I called the number and it, it uh, come out with the, the spiel that it usually comes out and the next thing, nothing. Oh, so I'm weird. like, uh-oh. And I was going to text yeah. you and it wasn't trying to call, it was trying to text. Oh. <laughs> I'll call her back. <laughs> I'll call her number yeah. back. Yeah, sometimes, you know, it's weird. Sometimes um, when the – I don't even want to call it an operator because it's not because it's like, you know, right. automated message, you know. <laughs> Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. If you would like to speak <laughs> to the host, please press 1 at any time. Otherwise, you can hang on and listen to the – you know, whatever it says, right? Um, sometimes hey, that was a good interpretation. Thank you. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't click over, so people just have to call back. It's no big deal. But yeah. thank you for joining us uh, because we're going to value your input on our subject today: titles in the martial arts. Because you come from a karate bra- background, and I come from a Chinese background, and and uh, Bob comes from all sorts of backgrounds. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and Michelle comes from a Hawaiian background, and uh, we're hoping that other people call in and join our conversation because I have a feeling that um, uh, that this can get kind of controversial. But, hey, 
That's what oh, we're yeah. for. We well, can handle we it. Controversy in the face, and we go, yeah, whatever. Okay. Well, what up, well Rosie, the, the Reeds are listening, so I asked them to call in and give us a Korean perspective. Oh, yeah. that would be great. That would be wonderful. You know, I, we've I got to no get idea. this announcement, Rusty. I'm getting too excited here. We have to get this out of the way, or else I'm going to explode. Oh, you mean <laughs> the announcement about my end of town? Yes, your end of town, your end of the country. Okay, okay. <laughs> In so, the Pacific Northwest. Okay. okay, let's do this before we go on to health news and stuff like that. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, go. Okay, so, everybody listening. <laughs> Save your money and come up to Seattle because I and Seafood Bob are going to try to get a special screening of the new movie, The Martial Arts Kid, right up here in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I figure California can't have all the fun. And Seattle has has a myriad of martial arts schools, mainly because we're not as big as, like, let's say, L.A., you know, that kind of thing, or L.A. and Burbank put together, right? Um, and we have, but we have about the same amount of martial arts schools, it seems, right? Because, right. you know, a lot of people come up here to work for, for Amazon or to work for Boeing or to work for Microsoft or whatever, but they also happen to be martial artists. So if they're great martial arts teachers, what do they do? They open a school and there are schools opening up all over the freaking place. So I figured, you know what? I want to get a screening of the martial arts kid up here. So I'm in the process of making it happen. I'm working through a promotion company, uh, uh, tug.com. And pretty soon I'm going to have our own special Seattle going page up and I'm going to be marketing it all over Google. uh, What is that? Google plus and Twitter and Facebook. And I want to invite all of our listeners to come up to Seattle and join us for this, okay? And the reason why I'm inviting everyone is that in order for the showing to happen, we have to meet the ticket threshold. The ticket threshold is around 90. I want to fill the theater. I chose a specific theater just outside of downtown Seattle so it wasn't as crowded to drive around, but had a ton of parking, okay? It's going to be, uh, I'm, I'm shooting for the uh, authority so you're, place. you're saying only 90, 90 participants to be there. Yeah, yeah, and well, the that tickets should be themselves. Nothing there, Seattle. Yeah, it should it 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 shouldn't be, but you know how people are. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I think it would be great if I had some of my friends from California come up. You know, we're trying to get either James Wilson, um, one of the producers, or the director, uh, Michael Baumgarten, to come up, and one of the actors, either Don Wilson or Cynthia Rothrock, to come up. And, uh, you know, do a short introduction and uh, a short, you know, question and answer session after the show. Um, I'm shooting for a half hour total of extras. And if I can swing it, I want to open the show with a uh, lion dance. I've got some friends that do lion dance. So I've got like a, I've got like this big plan of how I want this showing to go because I want this to be big in Seattle. I think, you know, a movie like Martial Arts Kid is... You know, it has been a long time coming since the Karate Kid. Now, now, people out there um, are probably, you know, trying to compare it to the Karate Kid. And you know, we know the Karate Kid is, you know, a, an, an old 
wonderful classic movie, and nothing can compare to that. Nothing can compare to Mr. Miyagi and Daniel San and stuff like that. We know that, and that's not the point of the martial arts kid. It's not to compare itself with the Karate Kid, but to have a just a fresh a fresh view on the subject of bullying and how mm-hmm. a kid and how a kid deals with it through martial arts. So yeah, you know the story isn't new because it's taking from the Karate Kid movie, but it's it's a it's a fresh outlook on it. And um, especially today, and, you know, with with all the bullying going on in the school systems and all that, you know, that 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 would be really really good. It it is it is. I think it would be. So you know, um, I'm hoping that uh, some of our friends from from down there in California or even up there in Canada can come down to Seattle if we can. Make this happen if I if we can sell ninety at least ninety tickets. Well, my goal is to fill the theater. Then the special screening of the martial arts kid will happen in Seattle, and that's what I'm that's what I'm shooting for. That's what I'm going to be promoting. So tell all your friends, folks, because I'd love to see some of our friends from out of state come up for this special. Well, well I heard screening. there's I heard there's someone from Ohio that's trying to get up there too. I, I heard the same thing. I heard the same thing. I heard, I heard the same thing, and that would be very uh, cool. Now, the caveat is we are also running a uh, fundraising campaign to bring the actor up here. I talked mm-hmm. to Don personally face-to-face last night, and he said he wants to do it. James mm-hmm. said the same thing. Awesome. Fact, it was James yeah. said bring up one of the actors. I wasn't going to bring up an actor. We were going to bring up the director and the producer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I figured, so you know, want- if James... Yeah, I figure if James, being a producer, wants to answer questions, that's I'm I'm pretty sure he's more than capable. And uh, and definitely, if we could have Don just going with him, you know, they're brothers, you know, why not? It'd be mm-hmm. great to have uh, Don the Dragon Wilson come up. Um, oh, that would the, be great. So people up here can meet him because I don't remember the last time he's been up here for a seminar or anything. So I think it'd just be a great. Thing. And so, yeah, you know, on the on the promotion page that uh, that uh, will be set up here, hopefully within the, within the next few days, there's going to be an option for crowdfunding. And all we're asking is, on top of buying your ticket to the to see the martial arts kid for its uh, one night only special screening here in Seattle, uh, which is only about eleven dollars, um, I think. I, I know it's under. I know it's under 13. So, you know, it's only that, you know, all we ask is like, if you can spare 20 bucks, right. That'll help get Don, the dragon Wilson up here and the producer, James Wilson up here, um, airfare and one night accommodations and a whole heck of a lot of fun. So I think, I think that would be, I think that would be really cool. All right. So that's what's going on. Uh, another thing going on in, in this neck of the woods here in Seattle is next weekend, October 17th, is the Seattle version of the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame. And I've got a lot of friends that are being inducted, and it's going to be fun. So, oh, you know what? I've only got one. I've only got one. That's, I've only got one of my friends being inducted. Oh, ha, ha, ha. That, that, that was a nice, uh, that was a nice one. <laughs> that was a nice segue, Bob. <laughs> you like that? That was, that was a nice segue. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. And a shout-out to Justin Martin for nominating me. Yay, Justin. Yay, Justin. Thank you so much, Justin Martin. 
what an honor to be inducted into the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame. And I hope to see my buddy Bob up here next year. <clears throat> so, because now I can, now I can nominate. <laughs> so anyway, of course. All right. Just remember, they do have one in LA now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I'll, I'll just, I guess, I'll just have to fly down for that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on with the show. Um, I think, I think this might be. Does anyone know what Michelle's area code is? Seven one four. Oh, then this is Michelle. <laughs> Kuma Michelle, how are ya? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for calling in. Good. We're just kind of shooting the breeze before we get on with the rest of the show. So here we go. In a little bit, listeners, we're going to be talking about titles in the martial arts, so please don't go away. We're just going to get through some of the news and other announcements and stuff like that, and then we're going to get in with this discussion, and we want you, the listener, to call us. And join me and Bob and Sensei Wayne and Kumu Michelle with this discussion about titles in the martial arts. All right. So with that said, let's uh, let's see. We did birthdays. I lost track of where we were, Bob. That's what happens when we have no notes. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the health health news now. I don't really know if this is health news or whatever, but. Anyway, um, this is a, this is pretty much about stress relief, and uh, it's about why three-day weekends are actually good for you. Now, when is the next three-day weekend? <laughs> Does anybody know? Anybody? <laughs> I don't know when the next three-day weekend is. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. <laughs> oh dang okay so well i mean no we can't count we can't count thanksgiving because that's a thursday but anyway three-day weekend okay and uh the term is euphemistic for those of us who spend our days hunched over a keyboard with our eyes locked for hours at a time on a screen but here's the thing the bulk of research in medicine, sleep, cognitive science, and organizational psychology suggests that a shorter week should be the norm rather than the holiday weekend exception. Okay, Now, a lot of companies in the United States have picked up on this. Um, I know, um, oh, I don't remember if Amazon does it. Um, I do know that Amazon does allow a lot of people to work from home. But according to a recent report from um the Nonprofit Families and Work Institute, uh, which found that 43% of the 1,051 employers surveyed offer compressed work weeks to at least some employees. Now, during your three days of freedom um, on any given weekend, uh, three-day weekend, science, science of us, what's science of us? Anyway, science of us suggests that you spend part of that time pondering the arguments for why more of us should be working fewer hours. Okay, so one of the one of the suggested perks is you'd be healthier. Now, long hours at the office, we know for those of us that work at the office, like Bob, you're there a long time. Pretty terrible yeah. for your heart, actually. And decades of large medical studies have uh, found this to be true, right? Now, just last month, The Lancet published a big meta-analysis, a study of studies, basically that looked at the link between heart disease and overwork in more than 600,000 American, European, and Australian men and women. 
<clears throat> they found that the individuals who worked longer hours, so like 55 hours per week or more, had a 33% increased risk of stroke than people who worked wow. less than 40 hours per week. I know, 33%. Mm. I mean, that's a lot when it comes to you know, yeah. the circulatory system and your nervous system, right? Um, yep. The overworked employees um, also had a 13% greater risk of developing heart disease compared to their peers who worked fewer hours. Longer hours were especially hard on the hearts of lower-income individuals included in the Lancet meta-analysis. And another big meta-analysis published in the Lancet called Diabetes and Endocrinology earlier this year found that people who work long hours doing manual labor or other non-white-collar jobs had a 30% increased risk of developing type 2 diabetes than people who work less than 40 hours a week. Those same types of jobs. Wow. Okay. Mm. Now, perk number two, you will sleep more. <laughs> people who work less than 40 hours a week also, not surprisingly, tend to get more sleep. They also have an easier time falling asleep than their peers who work more than 55 hours per week. So there you go. So all in all, it pretty much boils down to longer working hours leaves you little time to chill out. Relaxation has been recognized as an important prerequisite in the prevention of sleep onset insomnia. Okay. Mm. And perk number three. <laughs> perk number three, you, you can be less of a jerk, probably. <laughs> Overwork leads to overtiredness. And sleepy people are grumpy and more likely to become emotional basket cases. When people are low on energy, they are more likely to misread other people's emotions, even getting even getting the fairly obvious ones like happy and angry wrong. Sleepy people also tend to be like more likely to pick fights with their significant others than the well-rested. Then perk number 4 plus as well as all of that, you'll be better at your job. <laughs> this is the magic of a shorter work week, folks. And it is tr as true today as it was 200 years ago. In the 19th century, when organized labor first compelled factory owners to limit workdays to 10, then 8 hours, management was, was surprised to discover that output actually increased and that expensive mistakes and accidents decreased. So let's uh, let's go back to about 200 years ago. Wouldn't it just be cool if we just? Well, I was gonna say, wouldn't it be cool if we just worked when when the sun came up and when the sun went down? No, I take that back because summer happens and you've got like a 16-hour workday that would not work. Never mind. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So anyway, that's that's it for health news. A three-day three-day weekend can be good for you. So that's it. All Very right. Cool. So with all that, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And that's all the health news that's fit to print. So with that said, let's move on to weird news. Weird news. Oh, fine. so I, I got I got a question though, Wayne. How close do you live to Austintown, Ohio? Close to where? Austintown, Ohio. Austintown. Never heard I don't of it. No, but I will find out. But we will. Okay, a, a a kid called nine one one 
he was extremely intoxicated with a green variety of plant. Oh, so he was high? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah. I, I think I know where you're going with that. The one that was too high. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah you did. Okay. Yes, yeah, you know about that. Is this what yeah. going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell tell everyone though. Just just This was a 22 year old from Austin Town who called 911 earlier this month, and he said he was too high. And later, the police found him surrounded by Doritos and cookies. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know there's going to be a cartoon made of this. You know that. <laughs> oh yeah, there has to of be. course. <laughs> there has to be. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Oh, uh, he, he was curled up uh, in a fetal position too. <laughs> that's right. And he, yeah. he was trying to keep away evil spirits by surrounding himself with snack food. Uh, so his darkest hour has been made public. Yeah. In a 911 call obtained by WJW on Wednesday, the sad sap explains that he can't feel anything. The dispatcher <laughs> asks, okay, what did you take? The caller's in weed. The caller sounds upset, and the dispatcher's tone changes from serious to comforting. Okay, the dispatcher says, we'll send an EMS right over to check you out, Okay. And the, the call, and then the caller says, "Okay, thank you." The call, well, the caller replies. It turns out he was indeed okay. He refused medical attention and gave responding officers the keys to his car so they could <laughs> find the stash inside. They, they found a jar of marijuana, two joints, and paraphernalia because he's in Ohio. The caller now faces possession charges. <laughs> I I've got the I've got the audio of the of the nine one one call and I'm gonna put it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page just so oh, everyone cool. can listen to this poor guy call an emergency after all because when you're too high everything's an emergency. <laughs> I've got no munchies. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm going to... Oh, let's see here. Uh, here we go. <laughs> okay. It is up on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. <laughs> All right. So, All right. So, with that said, let's move on to the entertainment news. Here we go. Entertainment All right, news. So, Oh, yes. hold on, hold on a sec, hold on. Oh, go ahead. Okay, we've got we've got other people calling in, so if you can hear us, you are you are on our studio board. You're just on hold, so don't hang up. If you do want to talk to us and join the conversation in about five minutes or so, just press one on your keypad, and that'll let us know that uh, you want to be live with us. Otherwise, you can just sit and listen but anytime you want to speak to us just go ahead and press one thank you area code 408 we'll get your call in a little bit so let's go to the entertainment news go ahead bob this, this must be really tough i feel sorry sorry for this guy floyd mayweather he may have to hit a ride in miami now because his cars are have been burnt to a crisp 
but maybe it helped him enjoy the simple things in life, like Twizzlers. The champ was hanging at the famous Fountain Blue in Miami Saturday night in a Versace robe, gingerly eating his candy. He also clutched a wad of cash for all his needs in his private cabana. Floyd's cards were not as lucky. Four of his cards, including two Rolls Royces, were burned up on a trailer in eight in Arizona. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, poor bastard. Wow, lost, I know. Lost a million dollars worth of cars. That's oh, that bad. poor thing. My I feel gosh. so bad for him. Um, I know, right? I know. Well, before we take a break, let's go ahead and bring on um, area code 408. Isn't that San Jose or Cupertino or something like that? Um, something like that, but I know who it is. Area code 408. You're on Dynamic Dojo. Who's this? This is uh, David Reed. Oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, hi, Rusty. Hey, I, my good. phone uh, number is from San Jose, but I moved to L.A. So. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here because you can talk about the Korean side of titles and martial arts. So we've got we've got Japan representing, yay! We've got Korea representing, woo-hoo! We've got China, me, and Hawaii representing, woo-hoo! Yay, Kumi Michelle! So... Um, why don't we do this real quick, you guys and listeners. Let's go ahead and take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about titles in the martial arts. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children. And we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. 
Hi, this is Frank Dukes. This is T.J. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? If you do... You can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. All righty. And we are back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Sita and Robert. We are going to be starting a discussion, open mic, by the way, so anyone can call about titles in the martial arts. And we are joined by special guests, Kuma Michelle Manu, Wayne Riley, and David Reed. And speaking of titles, I don't know what David Reed's title is. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to... We're gonna, let's talk about let's talk about titles. We're going to be talking about a lot of things in regards to uh, titles and names for teachers and stuff like that as it applies to martial arts. Um, but why don't we do this? Why don't we go ahead and start with uh, David? If you could tell us some of the basic uh, Korean terminologies for teacher, master, grandmaster, founder, and then we're going to go to Michelle, then Wayne, and then Bob and me. So why don't we go ahead and uh, start with uh, David? Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. Black belt. This black belt is uh, uh-huh. Yodanja name. Yodanja name. And then mm-hmm. the instructor is Kiyosa name. Mm, and okay. then after that, when you get to fourth degree black belt in Kung Do, I know some Taekwondo does it too, you become a problem name. And then it okay. goes up to seventh on, and then once you get to seventh on, you can stay a sabonim. But if you become like the head of an organization, or mm-hmm. president, or also head of multiple schools, you become kwanjanim. Mm-hmm. So oh. like for me, I became I became kwanjanim because I was promoted to seventh on, and then I also became West Coast director of a federation. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right but, on. But, and then they have another title called Sejonin, which is like like covering a larger area, I guess, is from what I understand. Mm-hmm. But for, for the most part, traditionally, you weren't called Kwanjanin, Grandmaster, until after 8th degree black belt. But recently, mm-hmm. in the last, let's say, 10 years, a lot of 7th degree black belts are now Kwanjanin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things change. Very cool. Now, does the suffix nim have a specific meaning at all, or I'm curious? Well, I know that sabonim means like grandfather Mm -hmm. or father of, you know, it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean master or grandmaster. Mm -hmm. So I know, uh, I don't speak fluent Korean, but for the most part, that's my understanding. Oh, okay. Very cool. Awesome. All right. Now, Who's who's playing with their dishes over there? <laughs> Sounds like somebody's playing with dishes or something. All right, let's 
to move on to Michelle. Now, Michelle, I'm I'm a firm believer in that uh, the titles for teachers in um, in Hawaiian arts um, have a have a I believe that they have a deeper meaning than just like someone who teaches. So, can you enlighten us on um, some of the uh, names that are uh, that teachers hold? Yeah, well, I was just going to start with, um, you know, I'm not going to start just at black. There's five different colors, and they all have different degrees. Um, oh, cool. In the, in, yeah, in the Valu Lua. So this is from the ranking that Olope, uh, Solomon Kaivalu uh, instituted within the Halau, our group, since 1963. So it's five different color belts. Um, and each one of them has uh, up to three or four different degrees within that color. And then black belts, um, black belts through fourth degree black belt, they're considered intermediate levels. And then mm-hmm. the black belt fifth degree to 11th degree are advanced levels. Now, mm-hmm. just because you get your black belt doesn't mean that you are a teacher. That is something that mm-hmm. is entirely given by Olohe and it uh, comes with great responsibility. And, it's not just you're eligible, like what you were saying, Rosita, it's not just that you are um, eligible to teach. It means that you have some sort of, from what he's seen, mastery over yourself in your life um, and mm-hmm. all the elements that make up Lua, which is, you know, the healing aspect, the woodworking. Um, and some, you know, some Kumus have more than others, obviously. Um, the hula, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, teaching yourself chiropractic. You know, once you dislocate someone, you should know how to, you know, put them back together is what Aloha mm-hmm. says. So, you know, you can reach ninth degree and still not have the title of Kumu. Um, so it's really at Alohe's discretion. So um, and then there's only one 12th degree, and that is our Alohe, uh, and that is uh, he's the only Alohe, which would be the master of our art. Mm-hmm. Now, so does the three Alohe titles are have a, Koa. Oh, okay. go ahead. Okay, Koa. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Koa, you're getting into it. So that's, just, no, that's okay. Uh, Koa, so that's a student um, or a Helmana okay. student. Uh, and then there's the Kumu, who is who can is authorized to teach and has a specific letter mm-hmm. <laughs> from Alohe saying that you can teach. And then there's mm-hmm. Alohe. So there's really only three titles in the Kaiyu. Oh, Lua. cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So I, I think my question was, um, does um, now in English do those titles have like an English um, like a oh, equivalent? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it would just be student is Koa. Okay. Um, and teacher is Kumu, and master is Alohe, O-L-O-H-E. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Very cool. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. All right. Now let's move on to Sensei Wayne and the Japanese art. All right. Um, we, you, know, you always hear Sensei. Sensei is just, you know, teacher, um, mm-hmm. you know, reaching the level of black belt. Um, then you, you have a senpai, which is an assistant instructor. Not necessarily uh-huh. have to be a black belt, but, you know, uh, normally you hear it more after black belt. Uh-huh. Uh, then you have the first of the master names would be Renshi. Uh-huh. Renshi, they, normally they, re- they require you to be around 35 years old or older. Uh, must be at least, say, two years as a godon or fifth degree. Uh-huh. Uh, then you have Kiyoshi. Uh, Kiyoshi, uh, usually 40, 40 years old or older, um, they must have already had the title of Rinchi and had that uh-huh. for at least 10 years. Uh, a Hanshi would be, uh, would be next. Hanshi, uh, they must be at least 55 or older. 
uh, and and with that they they must have at least fifteen years as a Kyoshi. Mm-hmm. So a lot of years, you know, in between each rank. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you hear a lot of times. And we just had a tournament this past weekend, and I met a guy that was uh, uh, kept calling himself Soke. And I said, what are you a Soke of? And he gave me his style, and I said, well, that style already has a Soke, or, or uh-huh. grandmaster, or, or head of the household, or or head of the style. And uh-huh. uh, he he supposedly done a few changes and, <laughs> you know, made, it, made himself uh-huh. a Soke, you know. You wave that, nice. that magic wand, you know, to become these higher ranks, you know, but the people don't realize how foolish they sound. Because there's a there's you know number of years in between these things. You know? They're not just handed right. out. Just hey, you know, mm-hmm. let's get us all in the ball, throw it up in the air. Whoever grabs it can become a Renshi or a Kyoshi or a Hanshi. Um, all of these are after the rank of fifth degree. Uh, mm-hmm. Many many years, you know, on Okinawa, uh, once you reach fifth degree, well, you just hear of all these fifth degrees. You know, everybody's a fifth degree, fifth degree, fifth degree. Well, they're not realizing that they're not called anything else after that because you have your Renchi, you have your Kyoshi, mm-hmm. and you have your Hanshi. Those are mm-hmm. masters of masters of masters. They mm-hmm. have a lot, a lot of years in their training. But uh, that's, you know, and the other thing I wanted to say about the guy that, that called himself a Soke, um, that, I don't know why that is so big today uh, to be <laughs> called a Soke, but they don't realize how foolish, you mm-hmm. know, they do sound. Um, you know, you should be at least 60, 70 years old, you know, 80 years old, um, just to be calling yourself a, a soke uh, just makes you look really, really foolish. And yeah, I just kind of laughed and, and walked away. I want to get into that later, too. I want to get into that, that later, too. I want to get into that later, too, about, like, okay. founding, you know, about founding a yeah. system for calling yourself yes. a soke. And, yes. you know, because it's like, Yeah. Now, I had a question, you, though, and I, it just popped up into my head. So, you know, Kyoshi, Renshi, Hanshi, um, you know, uh, some people use the term Shihan. What's what's the difference, really, between Shihan and Hanshi, other than the fact that the, well, that the word was... Shihan, Shihan is just considered a master, um, mm-hmm. usually around fifth degree. Uh, you know, you are awarded the title of Renshi. You know, there's a special mm-hmm. promotion that goes along with that. But... Mm-hmm. Once you reach fifth degree, fourth degree, fifth degree, around in there, um, you'll hear a lot of people being called Shihan. And that just means, you know, master. Um, okay. You know, not necessarily the, the headmaster over a style, but someone had maybe trained in, you know, a lot, a lot of years. You know, they reached the, the rank of fifth degree uh, or fourth degree, and you're just called a Shihan. Mm-hmm. It's kind cool. of like Sensei, you know. Um, <laughs> similar, very similar, Sensei and, and uh like- Long Shihan. time sensei. <laughs> yeah, long time. Long time sensei. Very cool. All right. Okay, let's go to Bob. Bob, you studied a lot of arts. You did like Taekwondo. You did Wing Chun. You did Jeet Kune Do. What are some titles that you um, that you had to uh, call people in your study? We had two. That was it. And it depends on what class we were going to at the time. Because you know, especially you know that the Chinese art or a derivative thereof are limited by titles. Mm-hmm. We don't have the titles coming up. We have Sifu. You know, there's a couple in between, you know, uh, 
when, when I screwed up, my, instead of calling me Todai, my, my instructor would call me Toe Jam. I'm sorry, Chief Bob, that's just too much. <laughs> Oh lordy! <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, but like most of the arts, though they were family oriented, younger father, grandfather, yeah. uh, and the other title, of course, being guru from the Filipino mm-hmm. arts or Maha Guru. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maha Guru uh, or Puno Guru. And, and I've reached a point now. It's like, call me Bob, please. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sifu, guru. I mean, shit. Told you. <laughs> Told you. Yeah. <laughs> Professor. <laughs> what do we call you? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wanted to go in a little bit more about the uh, Chinese arts because that's where, you know, that's uh, that's part of where I'm from. Um, I mean, I've done karate too, but, you know, Sensei Wayne's here, so he's representing. Um, but, you know, like many other systems, um, the titles in in Chinese arts are very family oriented. Now, here's the thing: is that this is, and this is probably going to get the uh, the discussion started about, you know, call me Grandmaster Ra, you know, that kind of, thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to be talking about that. People that use Grandmaster as part of their name, um, but like, okay, so we'll just start from the bottom. So, like, teacher, you know, Shifu. Well, that's kind of like saying you know, like father, you know, head of the house type thing. This is my right. house, so I'm the shifu. I'm the head of the house, okay. Um, and then there's sigong, uh, which t- it, it kind of means like grandpa or grandma, that kind of thing. Or in this case, you know, grandmaster or whatever, right? Um, and then there's uh, sitagong, which is great grandmaster. And then sijo. Now, a lot of, a lot of people... Uh, tend to use the word sijo for the founder of a style, but it can also be used for great, great, you know, generations above type of thing. And it's usually uh, mostly used for people that are still alive. Okay. Now, um, josi, however, you turn <laughs> another one of those things where you turn the words around, right? Josi is a founder of a system but lately in a lot of mm. uh, systems um it can be um the both sijo and josi can be used interchangeably so but it de- it depends on the art right um and then you've got um uh, like more i guess austere yeah. titles like jongsi um and that kind of means like um uh how would i say it in english kind of like the uh the teacher of the tradition or the keeper of the tradition. What that was kind that of thing. Again? Uh J U Jung Si. the teacher I teacher. Heard of that one. Yeah, it's a it's more of like a more of like an ac- ac- academia type of uh-huh. title, that kind of thing, right? Okay. Um now that that that's mainly among the uh the teacher titles. However, because a lot of the uh titles in in Chinese arts are family oriented, even the students, depending on how they fall under the teacher, have their own titles. Okay? So like for example, right. you've got Si Hing, which 
pretty much just means older brother. So younger students would call their older brothers, you know, Si Hing or Si Hia if you're, they're a girl. But, again, depending on the style, Si Hing, the male term is normally used. So, like, at my school, Si Hing is used for both male and female. And then uh, you've got stuff like Si Dai or Si Mui. And when do, oh, you, when do you start using those? You can you can technically use them at any time because, like, for example, if you're new to the school, you can uh, technically correctly use Xi or Xixia um, to anyone that's above you by at least, uh-huh. you know, a rank or two. It's normally two, okay. right? But, it again, it depends on the school. Like, at my school, we only call Xi if they get their black belt not a first degree, uh, but if they get their black belt, first degree, or second degree, whatever, right? Uh, Basically, Mm -hmm. if you're under a third degree, you're a Sihing, right? And then, third degree, you can be a Sifu, but the title still has to be given to you. Um, You know, like like in Lua, like what Michelle was talking about, just because you're a third degree doesn't mean you get the title Sifu. It has to be given to you. It has to be bestowed. Right, Right. and that's the same way with the the Japanese arts. You have to be awarded the Drenchi mm-hmm. or the or the uh, Kyoshi or the Hanchi, you have to be awarded those. It's not just something once you reach a, a fifth degree, you know, you automatically get it. No, that's an actual promotion in it all in itself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, uh, for students to uh, to call older students, like Sihing or Sihing, yeah, that's, that's, it's technically okay. But we normally at my school don't use it until someone gets a black belt. Um, mm. And it's, it, you know, Simoy and Sidai, you know, you can use it for juniors, but at my school we consider using those kind of titles as almost like patting someone on the head. You know what I mean? So we don't mm. we don't say you know Sidai Rick or you know Simoy Sharon or anything like that. We just call them by their first name because it is like patting them on the head, going, "Oh, what a little kid!" You know, it's kind of <laughs> what it's like, right? Um, <laughs> So we don't we don't use that uh, those those terms very much. Um, however, other teacher titles, how depending on how they fall, and it's it's so confusing. That's the weird thing is that you know you could have literally three titles depending on who's talking to you in mm. Chinese arts, right? Like Sipa right. means like uh, like uh, older uncle. So it would be like for example, one of my students would call one of my, you know, older classmates Seabox. But their students would call him Sifu, you know, or, you know, his students' students would call him Seagong, you know. It's kind of weird, right? So, you know, so you could be called Seabox or um, uh, Sikuma, which we don't we don't use Sikuma. We use Seabox for, that, like, older uncle, that kind of thing. And then Sisuk, this is another... Uh, uh, teacher term. This is primarily for assistants used in many schools, but not all. Sisuk means like a junior uncle. Um, and at my mm. school, we normally use Sisuk for black belts that are not Sifu who are assistants. So, like, you could be a Sihing, that's your title, but if you're assisting me with the class, technically you're a Sisuk. But we, you know, we just use the highest title no matter what, right? And you don't have to be. It's kind of like senpai, right? You don't have to uh-huh. be a black to be a sisuk. Normally, if you're under black, your title will always be sisuk, but only if you're 
helping the class. If you're not, and you're just part of the class, you're just Joe or John or whatever your name is, right? So, so it it, it all depends on who you're talking to at any given time, and um, and it's considered bad manners in Chinese martial arts. Uh, bad manners to call um, someone uh, like a Technically, it's bad manners, but nowadays it really doesn't matter. But um, it's technically bad manners to call someone a sifu if they're not your teacher. Uh, mm. But nowadays, it's mm. it's uh, it's more widespread now and more widely accepted that people use the title sifu for as a respectful term, kind of like saying doctor, that kind of thing. Okay. And same with same with any other title like si gong or si dai gong. You know, um, you know, I wouldn't you know, call my Sifu Sigong because he's my teacher. My students would. But, you know, uh, but someone off the street, you know, could call him Sigong if that's how they know him as, right? So it just kind of depends on who's talking and whether or not it's done in a respectful way if you're a layman um, or if you're a student. So it's just confusing. I mean, I got this funny story. I went to a, a family reunion. Uh, on on my uh, uh, sister's husband's side, and he's Chinese. <laughs> See where this is going. <laughs> so I went to a family reunion, and I and I have a title, and the title literally means second son's first son's wife's eldest sister. <laughs> what? <Wow. laughs> and the, the title is like you know ten syllables long, literally, but it's shortened. To you know, just something you know, like uh, like Sanjia, um, Sanjia. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's, it's I think it's Sanjia, Sanjia. It means like third, like third sister or something like that, right? And uh, and all of these little kids had to come up and do a kowtow. Sanjia, 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 Rusty, Sanjia, Rusty. You know, and I'm just like, who, what? Who is that? Me? <laughs> what, the, what the hell's going on? You know. <laughs> Like, and, and and the kids have to pay homage to everyone in accordance to seniority. So these kids have to memorize who's who in the whole family. And if there's like you know a hundred people, all these little kids have to go around to each person who's not a kid and greet each family member and know their title. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm not full Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's that's it for the for the Chinese style. So uh and of course, you know, if there are any other, you know, uh people out there in Korean, Hawaiian, uh Japanese, Chinese or Filipino arts out there well, that want to, you know, You know what would call- be really funny though, Rusty? It would be hilarious because you know my mouth. <laughs> yeah. I've got a mouth. <laughs> I I and I I can I, I, I can like, either blame yeah. it on my filter, or I can tell everybody I've got Tourette's. <laughs> right? Right, right, I would, right. Lo- I, would, I would love to see your, your... I would love to see you take me out to dinner with Sifu Hong and just see the fucker factor you've got going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would just call her Sifu. <laughs> I would call Sifu, and I would, and I'd be like, uh, Sifu, please have a seat. Don't listen to that guy over there. 
She'll be introducing me as her mentally challenged brother. <laughs> don't listen to that guy. With extreme whatever he says, yeah, whatever he says, don't listen to it. Thank you. Because, yeah, yeah, you would. I, I would be pucker factoring, man. I'd be like, oh my god. You know, the last okay, the last person that like literally stared at my seafood ass, I backhanded right there. No. Before he sat down. Before he sat down, you know, I, I pulled a chair out for Sifu, and she went to go sit down, but she was, you know, wearing a, you know, a, a, a jingmo, uh, not a jingmo, a, a crap, a, a short version of the of the dress that I normally wear, right? And she went to go sit down, and she had to take off her jacket to do it because she got stuck on the chair and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, you got it. And I saw one of my friends who has nothing to do with martial arts, like, literally stare at her butt. So I <laughs> And then I went to his chair, and I pulled it back so hard his knees hit the table, and I went, back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever eyeball my chin like that. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, oh, my God. We had a great laugh about it, and, you know, we still laugh about it to this day. But it's like, don't you ever eyeball my seafood like that. Anyhow, okay. So. Speaking of manners, let's now talk about manners when it comes to using titles. You know, when's you know, like appropriate time to use? Do you use them outside of the dojo or the dojang or the halal or whatever? Let's let's just kind of open the conversation uh, from there. So let's start with Bob though, because you know Bob, I know Bob to be the most respectful person ever. He if he doesn't know your title, he will call you. He'll just assume you're a master unless you prove otherwise. So yeah. you know, let's start with Bob and um, what you think about proper manners and usage for martial arts. Well, Rusty, it depends. Uh, it depends on the person. It depends on the level. Uh, a lot of instructors and have beliefs that if you're not my sensei, I'm going to call you by your name. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's a matter yeah. of respect. Some, right. some other people like Bill Riyasaki, Bill Wallace, uh, uh, Benny Arquides, who have all told me, call me by my first name. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. the same way. Those, those are, are people that are beyond calling them by their first name. Right. Yeah, once I find out their title, I don't usually call them anything else but by their title. Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah, I, just, I can't imagine respect, calling you know? I can't imagine calling Kumu Michelle's teacher like, you know, by his first name. I mean, that's that's just <laughs> stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's oh. stupid. <laughs> it's like he is, I think, you know, Michelle, I think he is the keeper of the tradition. And that's something highly, highly respected. And that's just something you don't. I don't care who people are, <laughs> that you don't, you know, that it's, that's something you don't, like, um, you know, have bad manners with because that's that's just not, that's unheard of, you know. Well, I mean, either like, way, I mean, it's just like, oh, sorry, Rosita, but, you know, it's just like Bob not being able to do it. I bet you anything, Alohi would say, Rosita, please call me Solomon. 
that's what he would say to you because I think all of us notice that. Well, hopefully, some of us that are have some sort of not just mastery over our art and our you know keeping our tradition and mm-hmm. uh, and, and and training is. You know, as we start to um, evolve and master ourselves, the titles really don't mean anything anymore. Um, So it's that that dichotomy, like, well, what do I do? You know, do I call him Alohi or do I call him Solomon? He's asking me to call him Solomon. And it's just like everyone's, oh, hello, Kumu. And it's like, well, you can call me Michelle. And they still refuse. And, you know, I appreciate that. But at the same time, we are just people, too. You know, and Mm -hmm. I think as we get more comfortable with who we are... To call to call Rosita Rusty or from yeah, Steve Florida, it is. Uh, Rosita. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, call me Rusty. Come on, you can do it, <laughs> Rusty. You know what I'm talking about. You know, we get yeah. more and more comfortable with who we are. We don't necessarily need a ranker title. But you know, you know exactly. I, I say when I refer to either one of you, Sifu Bob or Sifu Rusty, I still mm-hmm. throw that in there. Mm-hmm. It just it just becomes natural after a while, you it know. Does. You just don't think about it. It does. Well, it does, and I think well, I think well, it's for it's mainly for other people. I I would think, you know what I mean, because that's yeah. what I do, yeah. right? You know, when I'm with Bob, he's Bob or or dude, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but <laughs> if, if we're, I had told him, I told him, love it. <laughs> but if we're amongst like martial art people, especially people that are not of black belt, I'll call him right. mm-hmm. title. And yes. it's it's just to set that example, right, for the younger generation. Right. right. Um, but I know, like, if we were just out to dinner, it would be, hey, Wayne, Michelle, blah, blah, blah. You know, hey, David. Yeah. What's up? You know, right, yeah. You know, and that's, that's I still cool. have that's students, totally like, cool. some that I haven't seen in years, and they still call me sensei. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know, they, they ah, oh, no, I'm not calling you anything else. Sensei's fine. Like, you know, you know, call me Wayne. It's fine. You know, it's you know, we're not we're not doing any martial arts right now. You know, it's just call me Wayne. <laughs> nope. Yeah, Still exactly. Cool. Yep, exactly. What about you, David? What What are your thoughts on? For, you for me, I think you can just call me David or Hey You. Works. <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, you know, in the studio, they I I tell them they don't have to say Master Reed or Grandmaster. You can just say Sensei. To me, that's mm-hmm. fine because both. But because, you know, I cross-train in different styles. So to me, you can say Steve, it doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Very you know? cool. And so, yeah, yeah. So so I'm like that, too, especially with with other instructors. We all go by our first name. I call uh, Steve, Bob, just Bob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I, want you, I, I, I want you, I want to say something, he, though, David. He, he lives yes. the dream. He absolutely lives the dream because his own wife calls him Grandmaster. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but at home I call her Grandmaster. Oh, there you go. You expect me home to Grandmaster you? <laughs> yeah, and then, and then, and then, you know, it's always good because Bob is kind of the fall guy. I mean, whenever a woman is attacked, we just blame Bob. Right? Like, that's right. I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. See, what happened was Lady stepped on Violin's dress and she blamed Bob. <laughs> right away. Just, it, she didn't even skip a beat. That is so hilarious. I just chalk it up to, you know, maybe she's got the stereotype that men are clumsy or something, but. <laughs> or maybe just Bob. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, that was a white guy thing. Yeah, that's a white guy thing. <laughs> like, and the look on her face, like she was going to tear his eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was a fly on the wall for that one. Oh, my God. But it's <laughs> funny. Oh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Now, I'm, now, uh, Michelle, I know you had uh, uh, pretty much already given your your take on the uh, uh, you know on proper usage and stuff like that. But do you have do you have any other comments about you know usage and manners and stuff like that when it comes to titles? Um, well, you you better use them properly, which in our, in our halal, I mean, everything is very respectful. If it's not, you'll get yeah. thrown out. I mean, and not just like you don't come back next class. No, I mean, Aloni will You're just out. say. Uh, well, he'll basically say, "You go home. I'll call you when you can come back." And he'll and sometimes he doesn't oh. call. Wow. So, so what would be very what, would be, what would be like a bad example then? Um, well, I mean, usually it, it, it explodes between certain helmanas, the koas in, in class, where um, oh. yeah, fight will break out between two guys that are just. You know, trying to impress Alohe. He he sees and watches everything. And uh, there was one time where uh, it wasn't word usage. It was actually we were doing knife techniques, which if you know anything about the Lua, it's uh, if someone attacks you with a knife, then in the ancient way, I was, you know, it's not MMA, the ancient way, you yeah. use the person's own hand that's holding the knife to slice that person three times before they hit the ground. And as they are going down, that's when you peel the knife out of their hand. Um, mm-hmm. So one night we're working knife techniques, and two guys get into it. Um, he breaks it up. One of the guys starts talking, and they're both in range of Alohe's hands. So what he does is he shoots uh, flat spears, his hands, into their mouths, bites the back <laughs> of their tongue, <laughs> and it's control in control over their jaws now, and they can't bite down. So he's got his hands there. He turns around and he slowly walks them backwards towards the door and then throws them out by their jaws. And uh, oh one guy welcomes back the other Oh, wow. Way. Holy moly. So he, so, I mean, he will not oh tolerate any type of disturbance wow. when he's teaching. Um, and, and you just got to be on your mark. And there's none of he did this and she said that, and there's nothing oh. like that. You interrupt oh. him and you're gone. It's my buddy. My. <laughs> God, so now, wow. these yeah. guys willfully, <laughs> these guys willfully got into a fight, scuffle, argument in front of Ohay. What, what, what kind Sorry, what kind of stupid is that? You know what I, well, yeah, oh, and then one of the guys got the other guy in a choke. So it was like, you know, Alohe had to break it up. Uh, so wow. it was just the way it went. Wow. So, I mean, and there so, were other times, too. It's just, I mean, it ends up on the floor, and it's just ugly, and there's things being dislocated, and... That's just so wild that people could, you know, lose their temper like that just in a yeah. class. You know, I mean, two two students in all of his presence. That's kind of weird, you know. Yeah, no, it, it happens. Don't do that. Yeah. It does. <laughs> yeah, I've only had one time where two students got into it, um, and they were like, and it was like the same thing. I'm like, stop it. And then like, well, he and she, da, 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 and I, I threw a fit. I picked up a kettle, I threw it across the room. I'm like, shut up, both of you. Just shut the fuck up. And they, like, shut up. Everyone shut up. And I was just like, how dare you? 
talk to each other that way in front of the yeah. younger students. How dare you? These are upper level students too, right? And I'm like, get out. Just outside. Wait for me outside. And <laughs> so they went outside and I went out there and I was just like, you guys, you know, what the fuck? You know, pardon my French, but it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, Rosita, you know, I actually had that happen recently, and I hate to talk about it on the radio, but you know what? The the essence of it all is that I feel very disrespected, and I actually shared that story that I just shared with all of you on email to all of my colas, and it was very oh. disappointing. Like, I really feel like I'm wasting my time sometimes. I feel mm-hmm. like, um, you know, I'm it's they're just not getting it. They don't get the significance of passing along the culture yeah. and the art, and and they can't study themselves enough and have control over themselves mm. to get along with their sisters and brothers in yeah. class with the minimal time that we have every week. And it just really actually had me questioning if I should still be teaching. So mm. I mean, it gets to that point of level of lack of respect, um, yeah, and lack of importance. You know, leave it at the door. In fact, I told my students, leave it when you start driving. Yeah, I'll be gone from the week. When you get here, be a blank slate. You know, try to don't get upset with yourself. You don't get it. Just keep trying and definitely don't get into it with another koa. Don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) So it's 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 very disappointing. You know, really, it is to me. It is. It it is disappointing because I'm you know I'm sure we've all you know had situations like that, but you know in essence I think you know in my case what was disappointing um, was not. It it kind of goes into the respect for the lineage and the titles and stuff like that. But it's more like, wow, you know, what kind of example are you setting? And if you stay, if I allow you to stay to make it to Black Belt, that's still something that they're going to remember if they're still around. So, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of an example will you be as a Black Belt? You know, and and i understand people have bad days and stuff but you know like you know michelle said leave it at the door if you want to pick up yeah, exactly. app when you go home then by all means pick up your boohoo woe is me bag and put it in the back of your car and take it with you but you know at least leave it at the door when you're in class um because it's it's in my in my head it's kind of like a disrespect to to the lineage because you are setting an example and one day you will be a black belt and you'll be part of that lineage, and what you know, you're just dis, you're dissing it. So mm-hmm. chill, people, chill. Well, if they make it to black belt, if they make yeah, it to yeah. second yeah. Belt, you know, I mean, at some point, us, us as the instructors really need to take a look at if their character is where it needs to be for them to even advance yeah. or learn what they're what you're teaching them. Exactly. Um, well, you know, it's a big thing too that you know they they know the time that they have to put in to get to a certain level, certain rank. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's it, if they try, you know, think ahead, you know, by the mistake they just made, you can tell who's going to stay and who's not going to stay. Right, right. Just by their actions after the, after that, you know. If they can just take it and go in stride, you know, so what? You were told to shut up and get out. You know, you come back tomorrow, you better have a different attitude, you know. Mm-hmm. Put your exactly, happy pants right. on and come to class. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. don't come into class with any disrespect or what have you. Um, yeah. And the ones that stay... That's the ones that put their happy pants on and get back in there and just keep doing it, you know? (laughs) Happy gee pants. Happy gee pants. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, 
Okay, let's uh, let's uh, get into uh, uh, a little uh, bit more of the discussion. Um, what do you guys think? And this is probably going to take up the rest of the conversation. What do you? What are your guys' thoughts about people when they introduce themselves to people with their title? Oh, that's disrespect. I mean, you don't do that. You don't. I you don't introduce happens. yourself as Auntie <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> I just smile. I think it's awesome. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, really? it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them Mr. don't Important. how much of an idiot they've made themselves look like. I love it. Right, See what I mean? Right. Thank you, Sensei Lane. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's hear from David. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I think it's um, well. It, I think it depends on who you're talking to because if I go to a tournament. And I have, let's say, a second-degree black belt and Kung Fu Do comes up to me. Generally, I have to let them kind of know who I am. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. usually what they do is they'll disrespect it, and then they'll get in trouble. So I don't oh, want their right. instructor on their case. But if I'm just at a function where there's a lot of different martial arts, I just introduce myself as David. I don't say yeah. who or what I do. But generally... I'm being introduced, and the person introducing me usually says something. Mm-hmm. But then you have the other thing, whereas let's say you go to a party at a friend's house, and you got this guy who announces to everyone that you're a master in martial arts. It's like, dude, you know, that's like disrespectful, <laughs> too. I you hate that. I don't that. Yeah. anybody I hate that. Know who I am and what I do. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't broadcast that, you know. That's, yeah. you know, I have do a school, <laughs> Do any of you get that where, you know, you have some idiot that has to come up and ask, are your hands registered with the FBI? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every, I think everyone does. I just does. don't, yeah. <laughs> I just you don't, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Although you can't show them your badge. You can't show no, the badge. Always, you have to keep the badge put right. away. That's yeah, right. Yeah, you have to have some right. kind of mis- mysteriousness to it, you know. Oh, <laughs> You know, <laughs> On to, on to gender, can I interrupt? Um, yes, please. Going off of what David said, and I don't know, Rosita, if you can, you know, relate to this, but uh, my personal friends know not to say anything when we're out. It was probably about 15 years ago, and I went out with a neighbor, and, you know, of course, she's single. I wasn't. She, all the guys start coming up. And, well, of course, we were younger, of course. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> They're coming up and, um, you know, like, oh, no, you don't want to talk to her. And, oh, she's a black belt, blah, blah, blah. And before you know it, I'm surrounded by three guys. Like, oh, hey, you think you're a tough girl. So there's a level that women go through yep. that I don't think men usually yeah. go through. And it's, uh, these, and now even more with MMA out there, the unhealthy MMA guys, because I deal with a yeah. lot of healthy MMA guys that have tons of respect. It's amazing yeah. the type of family that they do have. But it's the, it's the guys like uh, typical Orange County out here, you know, jacked up truck, chick in a bikini with fake breasts, and the Rottweiler in the back with the spiked collar, and, you know, <laughs> Mr. Uh, like, you know, 19-inch trap, you know, that can't even move. And, and here we go. We got, you know. I've got some crazy size in my face that know like three words in entirely her vocabulary. And so, you know, and that's that's not fun for me. I don't everyone knows to keep it quiet and not to say a thing. And that's what I tell all the women. You're the element of surprise. You're a secret weapon. Yeah. No yeah. one wants to know what you, you know. Can't and so show the whole, oh, she's a black belt, and it's yep. like, oh, here we go. It, it, I mean, really, yeah. I could end up on the news for defending myself for having a black belt. How ridiculous is that? Exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah, really. Exactly. 
like you know, like I I had a similar uh like lots of similar uh, uh situations, but one that really sticks out in my head, it was uh, I was like 19, 20, and I was uh with some friends and we went to 7-Eleven and we came out and my friend like opened the door and like accidentally it hit the guy coming in. Like I hit him pretty hard actually because she wasn't even looking. She just like whoom slammed open the door and hit this guy <laughs> in the head. And the guy backs up and goes, "Hey, you know, fucking watch yourself." And then she turns around and goes, "Fuck you." Christina, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're dropping like, the f bomb a lot tonight. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's all right. But, uh, you, that's usually what you I only hear say one or two of them, but. Stupid questions. 
Like, how many people have you killed? <laughs> yeah, you know, well, not quite that stupid, but almost. <laughs> have you had to use it? Yeah. That, yeah, have you had to use it? Have you, have you had to register your hands? Blah, 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 blah. Well, it was funny. A couple of years ago, I was on a conference call with the Masters Hall of Fame. And everybody was by their first name except one person kept saying this is Grandmaster. I'm going, are you kidding me? You're on a phone call with with at least 90% of the people here have more ears in than you do. And you're introducing yourself and Grand. In fact, that person was with you last weekend. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what were they doing on the conference call? We, it was an ambassador's conference call. Remember when oh, we had those? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, you were there? Huh? A couple were you years there? ago? Yeah. I Wait, might have been. Cause I, I've yeah, been you a, might have so been. So you don't need to know who he is. He's a grandmaster. No, That's don't. all you need to know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's not a grandmaster. grandmaster. He's the grandmaster. The grandmaster. The grandmaster. Yeah, you know. You know, the whole, like, introducing yourself to other people as grandmaster. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because if you're, especially if you're in the company of other masters, you know, why would you, why would you say, hey, this is Grandmaster Smith? You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you're in the presence Mm -hmm. of other grandmasters. That is just so, I don't even, I can't even find the word for it. But, well, um, it goes back to not being comfortable with yourself. You know, like, he obviously mm-hmm. is not, so he's got to give himself that title to make him feel like he's, you know, up to mm-hmm. the level of everyone else. That's just so, I guess, there's a word for it. Conversation? Yeah, something, yeah, something like that. But it's like, I just think that the whole, well, especially introducing yourself as Grandmaster or Master or Soke or whatever yeah. to to people that might not even do martial arts. You know, it, it it drives me insane that people will, hi, I'm Grandmaster something, or I'm Soke something. Yeah. I mean, well, I've that's never... the thing, Rosita. Everyone's like, oh, my God, he's a Grandmaster. You know what I mean? So, I, mean, the I know, right? One time I was like, uh, I forgot what year it was, and Bob heard this. He he heard me, you know, you know, complain about it all night. It was at one of the MHOF events, and I was helping people find tables, but apparently somebody thought I was a seating hostess, right? And came in, came in before the doors even opened, right? I think the doors opened once, and then I guess this guy slipped in. I had no idea who he was. I, I had no idea, and I'm like, well, you know, he's like, I'm, you know, where do I sit? And I'm like, sir, the doors don't open until, like, you know, you've got about 10 minutes, you know, uh, you'll have to wait outside until the doors officially open. Well, do you know who I am? I looked uh, around. I, I looked around. I I, 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 yeah, because when he said that, do you know who I am? I put on the I'm going to be a smart ass um, face. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> looked around. Yeah, put his smart ass on. Yeah, there's nobody in the room except for me, Bob, and Dan, and everybody else, right? I looked around and I'm like, mm, no. Well, I'm, no, I'm like, who's your ambassador? Um, 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 I'm like, you don't remember your ambassador? Um, are you a nominee? Well, yeah, I'm Grandmaster So and So. 
Who is your ambassador? <laughs> I, I don't remember. You need to wait outside. Yeah. And I walked him to the door. And I shut the door. And I just kind of, every curse word came out of my mouth. And I was just like, bah! Good for you. <laughs> awesome. like I thought I was a feeding hostess. <laughs> What's going on? Way to handle and, that. Good job. And just, you know, just the, 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 I'm Grandmaster so-and-so. Like, I'm supposed to know who he is. And I see the same thing. I with, hate like, that. Like the doctors, I'm Doctor So and So. Give me the best seat in the house. Oh God! You know? And it's like I don't care if you found you know the cure for cancer. If the restaurant is full, you still have to wait with everybody else. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. you know, I I don't understand sometimes the the level of of uh, narcissism, narcissism, arrogance, yes, or whatever. Inflated. Um, let's go ahead and take another phone call. We've got. Area code seven zero four. Oh, hey, hold on. Patrick McDaniel. Seven zero four. <laughs> Patrick McDaniel. Hello, hey. Professor. That's another hey, title. Hey, hey. Yay, hey, how you guys hey. doing over there? Really how good. How are you now, <laughs> Hey, man, good to hear you guys' voices again. Hey, no problem. I'm... No problem. <laughs> Very cool. Are you enjoying the the uh, uh, discussion so far, or have you heard listened to well, it? Unfortunately, I just got off the road, so I just tuned in. I I have an idea of what you guys were discussing. I just hadn't heard any of it yet, so I'm gonna just kind of listen <laughs> to what's going on, you know. Yes. Uh, Feel free. But I did Feel have an idea of what you were gonna. I I, I will. I will. So yeah, I'm just looking do. forward to to hearing what's going on. I hope everybody's doing okay. We're great. Oh yeah, yeah. Well. yeah. awesome. Yep, well, we, and, and, uh, and this happens to be our first time saying hello to each other, but uh, we're friends on Facebook. Um, how are you doing? All right. Now, what's your name again? Wayne Riley. Hey, Don't you know hey, who he is? Riley. <laughs> we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> yes, we are. Remember when uh, we had all the mix-ups about a month ago on the radio? Exactly. And, and him, he and I were the only two on there? Yeah. That's right. That was us. We kept the show going when, when you guys yeah, were, we were all going. Yeah, hey, we rocked guys, it too, man. We rocked it. We rocked it when Skype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was too wild. We should have. Yeah, so we've got, uh, let me give the Mickey Mouse roll call here so uh, Professor McDaniel knows who's here. So we've got David Reed representing the Korean arts. And of course, I know him. Patrick McDaniel uh, representing yeah. Kanye Kanpo, the noble yeah. way. And we've got Sensei Wayne Riley. Karate Ooh. and Kumu Michelle Manu with a Lua. And yay! And me and Bob, of course. Um, your fun host. And we're we're actually now talking a little bit about how how some people use their titles. Um now David brought up a good point. He said that um he sometimes has to introduce himself as Grandmaster depending on where he's at. Like uh for example, like at a tongue sudoza. And I completely agree with you, David. Because if I'm at a, yeah. if I'm at a uh, at a like a wushu event, then I, you know, if I'm not wearing a, a like a press pass or you know or an instructor tag or something, and someone comes up to me, you know, I have to introduce myself as Sifu, blah 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 blah, blah you know, right. um, or right. if they're uh, or if they're with one of my students um, who who taught another student, like if I'm with one of my coaches and they're with a friend, hi, I'm T going blah, 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 right? But it's, you know, but anywhere else, it would just be, 
you know, stupid of me to go, hi, I'm C. Dongasita. How are you? Right. You know, I mean, it would be kind of, right. it would be kind of weird, you know. So now speaking yeah. of titles, here's one that we we didn't actually delve into this, but the professor title. Now, um, can you explain a little bit, Professor McDaniel, a little bit of how how the term professor relates into Kajikenbo? Well, uh, and as far as the way it relates to the Kajikenbo, a lot of it has. With the, uh, traditionally, is the degree, the seventh and eighth degree. Uh, mm-hmm. Seventh and eighth degree promoting seafood and seagums uh, would be considered a professor. Uh, but okay. when you when you define it from Webster, <laughs> all right, he is mm-hmm. uh, a non-academic instructor, a non-academic teacher that's over <laughs> all the other teachers. And since I am uh, the highest teacher of this division of Kajikimbo, I mm-hmm. teach all the teachers and promote the seafoods and sea gods. So that's where my professorship mm-hmm. comes from. Got it. Very cool. Because mm-hmm. okay. I, know, I know in Kajikembo it can be very um, confusing, right? I was just exactly. trying to explain a little bit about, you know, how the Chinese titles apply depending on who's talking to whom and who you're with and all that other kind of stuff and how titles change depending exactly. on who you're talking to. And it's, um, you know, and it's confusing, it's, you know, in, in well, a lot of Asian arts. Well, Rossi, here's the confusing part for me. You could have the same person talking to you, but they're in a different setting, two different places, and they will mm-hmm. have to introduce you as a, set, as a different title. Right. Most likely. But but it also depends on, on you know, what you know, what sect of whatever art you're with. So, like, for example, in the noble way, he's a professor. You know, in a general way, technically, my title would be professor. But but it's like, whatever, you know, that's not, that's neither here nor there. But, you know, and it's, so it's it's kind of confusing, you know, depending on setting, can be. But, you know, in, um, in, you know, in my case, I'll always call professor, professor, um, mm-hmm. one, because he's within the same, you know, system, you know, right. different branch, but, a you know, same system. And, you know, I adhere to that, you know, to that uh, way of how we use the titles and stuff like that. Um, you know, but if we were like, I don't know. I mean, even if we were out to dinner, I would still call professor, professor, because that's just how we are in Kajikim. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, you know, right. Would, you know, exactly. So, or, or at least you know, ask, you know, hey, I don't mean to be rude, but, you know, do you go by a title? Do you go by your name? Exactly. You know, which do you prefer? Yeah. Right. So basically be, be safe. Yeah, be safe about it. I mean, yeah. I think the hardest <laughs> yeah. part, everybody, the hardest part is how do you teach students this? How do you how do you keep, you know, this, this tradition? Um, how do you teach this without that confusion? You know, that's the thing. It's, you know, in my case, I like to um, always uh, teach students about the importance of lineage, right? Yeah. You know, right. <clears throat> because, you know, family is family. Ohana is ho- Ohana, you know, and, and you kind of have to know who your ancestors are and and this exactly. is how you do it. You know, so, you know, let's get, let's get with you guys and discuss that. You know, how do you, how do you teach these titles? Do you guys give out lists? Do you introduce people as those people with those titles come to visit or come to train um, and have them learn it as they go? How does that, how does that go? Why don't we go ahead and start with Professor McDaniel? 
Okay, well, um, as far as introducing people into your dojo, into your system, then you, uh, well, I, I would introduce them as their title, you know, so that my mm-hmm. students would immediately know what their position is and what their rank is and what their experience is in the system so they'll mm-hmm. automatically know how to establish respect for them, mm-hmm. you know. And as far as teaching the students, the, in, in my opinion, the best way is to make sure that your dojo is set up with a certain standard to where uh, my advanced students are going to call me what they need to call me, and the beginner students are going to hear that. And that's mm. what happens, you know. Mm. You know, once you once you start a system and you hear what everyone else is calling the instructor, whether it's sensei, sifu, sigang, or professor, whatever, then that's what they're going to pick up, and that's what they're going to do to you know to understand who they need to address a certain yeah, way. Right. Uh, right. Can, can I make Can I make another point? Of course. Another point. Of course. That, here's something that really stands out to me is, okay, so. I, I'm an over 40-year practitioner, and, yes, I've developed the rank of, of professor. However, I'm still a teacher. I still go to my dojo every day and teach. And mm-hmm. uh, traditionally, Sifu is the teacher, the, the, the head mm-hmm. of the house. Okay, so whenever I'm still addressed as Sifu, that doesn't bother me at all. I have mm-hmm. had people, if someone calls them a Sifu and they're a seagull, they've almost bit people's heads off. I'm not a seagull. Wow. <laughs> you know? Wow. I'm like, wow. You know? I mean, you know, if you're still a teacher, then you're still a seafood. You know? I, don't, I mean, hey, that's the way I look at it. So, anyway, I just wanted to make that point as well. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point to make. You're still a teacher that happens to have a different title. Exactly. And, exactly. you know, I guess it's up to that person to use it or not. And, uh, but yeah, you know, I'm not a just a lowly sifu anymore. I'm a grandmaster. Exactly. Sorry. Uh, that's, I'm, shoot. You know. <laughs> so, well, what about what about David? Um, how do you how do you uh, do you teach the same way where people where you, you just have the senior students lead by example? Exactly, yeah. Well, traditionally, if you come into the, we call it a dojang, dojo thing, but you 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 always show respect and you have to say at least sir, yes sir or yes ma'am. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say the title necessarily, but if you say the title, for me, I don't care. You know, just sir is fine. They don't have to say master or grandmaster or anything like that. Right. But... But generally, when we bow into the beginning of the class, what we do is when we line up, they say to me, Chiriyat Kyosa or Kwanjan Inke Kunya, means bow the grandmaster. And then when and then we have all the students bow to each black belt group. Like if they're Kyosa, let's say there's three black belts who are instructors, we bow to mm-hmm. those three Kyosas. And then we have a black belt who's not an instructor. Yeah, then we everyone bows to him as Yoranda Kunya like that. So, mm-hmm. so we show respect for each one. Now, traditionally, my instructor before, if you didn't show respect, um, there was hell to pay. Let's just say right. you were either doing push-ups or, and it even went as far as um, going in. Let's say this guy he showed up to class. I'll just give you an example. This is back in the seventies. So it's not mm-hmm. like that today so much. He showed up late, 
and he came into class and he didn't bow in and he didn't say yes, sir, and he goes back, gets his uniform on, comes in the middle of the class, and the instructor says, hey, you know, you 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 didn't follow protocol, and I don't want to see that again. So sure enough, the next day the guy shows up again late, and you could see in the back seat of his car he had his golf club. And so Master Lee, my instructor at that time, said to him, just put on your hand and foot gear. We're going to have sparring the beginning of the class. Mm-hmm. And proceeded to knock this guy across the room. <laughs> then the guy's laying there on the ground, knocked on out. And we, you know, revive him. And then he says to him, now get your stuff and get in your car and never come back here. And no one was ever late to that class ever again. And they all. I don't do that, that anymore, but I have seen that a few times. Back right. in the seventies, and and uh, you know, nowadays you've seen you know, a lot of that back in them times too. And, yeah, you get food for school replays, and <laughs> but that was the old way, you know. Nowadays we show respect and people earn respect, but at the same time, I don't, you know, if someone comes in and they said, "Hey, David, how's it going?" and they they out, you know, they came in. If they're a white belt, I totally let it go. But if they're wearing a red belt. Mm-hmm. That's the same as a brown belt, let's say Taji Kempo. And they said, Hey David, how's it going, man? What's 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 up, bro? I would be like, Oh, yeah, let me see you do fifty push ups and then yeah. and do it properly because we have we have lower yeah. ranks here and you have to demonstrate we're trying to teach respect. Especially with kids today. They they you know, they don't respect their parents. Say, Hello. I get a lot of children who mm-hmm. You know, that's why the parents are bringing them there to me, is to teach right. these kids how to show respect, to be respectful. And then in right. turn, the parents come to me and go, my son said yes, sir, to me, and I couldn't believe it. And he's so respectful, and he cleaned the house, and he's being a good kid, and I, I can't thank you enough, you know. And I was like, wow, it right. really pays off. Yeah, so, it does. Re- yeah, 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 it does. So, it does. What about I mean, you, Wayne? Yeah, I mean. How does it I just jerk them up and jerk them out in their ass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, with, yeah. with, when you have new people, you know, come in, it takes a little while. You you just work with them. You just, you know, say, okay, this person at this rank, you know, we call them this, that, or whatever, you know. Um, but after they've been there for a while, you know, it's not a matter of just showing it. You know, we demand our respect. You know, we have put in the hard work. You know, we have been there. If we have a title, then we deserve to be, you know, addressed by that title. But when you're when you're outside of the dojo, I I don't I don't require it. You know, I don't I don't. Somebody just have to call me Wayne. They can call me Wayne. Um, mm-hmm. But every one of my students and the students I haven't seen in years, you know, it's always sensei. No matter what your title is, you're still a sensei. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. You've been there. You've got the title of Joshi or Hanshi or Renshi or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. you're still a sensei. You're, you're still someone that teaches them and, and guides them and leads them. <clears throat> so I don't I don't usually just, you know, get into them for that. You know, you know, carry a thousand push-ups or, you know, something like that. <laughs> but I do let them know, you know, we're going to let this one slide this time. You know, right. because of, of the new people we have or the kids that we have in the class, we're wanting to teach them respect, you know, and, and if you've been there and you've put in your time, you've earned that. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So we like to show that, you know, let them, let them know, you know, we appreciate them, you know, uh, you know, Rinchy or 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 uh, Hanji. And normally, you know, just like Sensei, you know, we put Sensei and then Hanji, you know, uh, like like uh, Riley Riley Rinchy or Riley Hanji or Riley Kyoshi, you know, like that. And it, it helps a lot, you know, especially with the mm-hmm. kids. You know, they're they're inquisitive. They want to know what's going on. You know, why is this person wear this color belt? Or, you know, yeah. why, why do they wear that color belt? And yeah. we try to adhere to those belts as much as we can because that helps them learn. That helps mm-hmm. them to see the, the steps that you go through. And, you know, a lot of times they get inquisitive and they want to know. They'll go up and they'll... They'll stand at attention and, and wait on the person to uh, to acknowledge that they're there, and they'll, they'll ask mm-hmm. a question. And you know, for us, it's 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 awesome to see these kids come up and do that because they're wanting mm-hmm. to know, they're wanting to learn. You know, they're like little sponges. You know, yeah. you see someone doing something different. Oh, I gotta learn that. I gotta do that. You know, well, you have to support this person, this person. You know, yes, and say yes, and say. So you know, we just kind of just play it safe and just just use sensei. You know, if you're a black belt, you know, you're sensei. You know, mm-hmm. uh, with along with their name, you know, if they know it, if they're yeah. not, then it's just, just sensei, you know. So it's we don't we don't adhere to the old ways, you know. I mean, I've been there, done that, you know. Right. I can beat anybody in this dojo, you know, and you know, spit on a floor or whatever, whatever. You know, I want to take everybody <laughs> on, you know. <laughs> you know, back in those days, you know, I was one of the ones that had to, you know, be told shut and lock the door and these brains out, you know. Mm-hmm. But I guess this is a different different time, you know. You can't do that these days and get away with it. Um, right. You know, so, so if you send somebody, you know, over, they got to do a thousand push-ups or, or whatever. You know, that's a whole lot better than you know beating their brains in, you know, to learn. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, yeah. I, I thought when I was in that time, you know, forty-four years. This past August nineteenth was forty-four years in the wow. And, right you know, you've seen it, you've done it, you know, you've experienced it. You know, so we pass it on to the kids and, you know, 90% of the time it's, it's you know, they, they catch on pretty quick, you know. Uh, yeah. And they learn who's who and, you know, things like that. And we do little special things too. You know, we'll have them, uh, uh, one of them have been out sick or, or been away for a while, you know. Hey, let's do a little card here, you know. Put it on there, mm-hmm. you know, they'll say, well, how do you spell, you know, Kyoshi or Hansi? You know, they want to do it. They want to call them. Yeah. That. You know, they see everybody else doing it, and they want to learn it, too. Exactly. And that Very is, cool. I have to say, the kids' class is ultimately my favorite out of all the classes. I love working yeah. with the kids. Nobody wants to teach kids. I'll teach them. You know, yep. and, and I love it. I love to see them. I love to see those those wheels turning when they... You know, they're trying to figure something out or whatever. It's just that is my favorite all-time favorite class for the kids. I I hear you. I hear you. That's, that's hey, awesome. You guys, after you said hear you, uh, I got a question. Can you hear me good? With, you know, I'm, I'm not coming in too loud, am I? No, no, you're fine. Am I mic? Okay. Always. Because I, I switched to, what, what was that? See who about? I said always. You always come in too loud. Hey, listen here, you smart ass. <laughs> but, yeah, I. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was just saying, and I got to do that. Catch song, so. Good. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, we, we hear you fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you, Michelle? Do you, do you guys teach uh, through, you know, just regular regular class days, like pretty much everybody else? 
Uh, well, I mean, I, I am going to use a phrase that I absolutely hate from my corporate life of over 20 years. I echo everything that I just heard. Um, oh, okay. No, I yeah. think that um, oh. it, it, we, are, we are the example. I mean, what we do really translates yep, exactly. and down into every level of our organizations and our students and when we're out with other parts of uh, well, other groups and also within our own when other kumis come together with their students. So, um, I think uh, I'm going to take it a little bit farther. What I find fascinating is looking at, like, the circumstantial part of it where someone may say that Kumu Michelle, but then one of their students is actually a little bit disrespectful towards me, which leads me to believe that they, yes, I'm a Kumu, they understand that, but they were when they were told I was a Kumu, I wasn't given that respect. Maybe a snide right. comment was made, uh, something, or eye-rolling or something in the body language or even a comment. That is so loud. Who doesn't have their phone muted? <laughs> <laughs> My more planning. More planning. Well, anyway, as, yeah, exactly. <laughs> more metal. Someone yeah. claiming metal, but anyway, um, I just think that you know, there's a lot more that goes to just um, title. I think it has a lot to do with the attitude and the behaviors that some of us mm-hmm. are shown after someone is told our title. Um, yeah. So that's that's just my opinion. We are we are the example. So. Exactly. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Exactly. Now. We are almost toward the end of our broadcast time, so um, let's uh, let's just uh, close up with some other any other remarks or comments about titles, proper usage, or complaining about people that introduce themselves as you know, stuff like that. Oh, you know what? Here's here's a question for you guys. Okay, the title Soke it means founder, right? Now, as far as I know, there's only two ways to get the title. Either you uh, are given the title because mm-hmm. it's inherited from, you know, a soke that passes or retires, right. or right. you are formally recognized by mm-hmm. a governing body, uh, either within your style or within a, you know, that style's larger governing body as the founder of your own system, basically, right. or expression or method. Um, however, you know, I'm seeing a lot of, you know, like literally like, you know, 25 to 30 year olds calling themselves. Thank you. And it's kind of like, or Sijo, right? Because, oh, you know, they got maybe 10 years of experience in something and, oh, I'm just going to make up my own thing. And then, oh, now I'm a Soke, you know, Uh 25 years old, you know, what do you really quick? What are your guys' thoughts about number one, the title Soke and, you know, how, some people are using it like, you know, like uh, like it's a, you know, bachelor's degree or something like that. So let's start with that. <laughs> I, I, I personally have issues with it. I mean, I, I do too. You know, yep. it, it, like like you said, you know, the, either the person has passed down or, you know, passed away and you have inherited it. And mm-hmm. not necessarily with family, but, you know, a lot of, a lot of families don't have, you know, everyone that trains in martial arts. Right. You know, they might they might have one or two that does, one or two that don't. But a lot of them don't want that. They don't want that responsibility. Yeah. And with me, I just, I don't, I don't like it. I'm sorry, but I, I just don't like it. I don't like to call someone so okay, you know, especially if they're they're 25 years old. You know? Exactly. <laughs> don't yeah. come up to me with that, you know. Right. Um, you're this person or that person or you're sensei or what have you. But don't come up to me with this, you know, I'm 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 so okay so and so, you know, right. uh, at twenty some years old. 
You know, right. nobody has given you that title. You have made that title up. You have changed one or two things in a style that you've trained in for <laughs> 10 or 15 years, you know, and all of a sudden you think you're, you know, you deserve the rank of okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Right. It just right. doesn't work yep. that way, and I have a hard time for it. You know, I'm sorry. I, 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 agree. Really, I agree. I agree. Like my, agree my own Sifu created his own expression of, of uh, you know, through Kajikembo. And he doesn't call himself Soke. I mean, what, or Soke or C. Joe. Why would he? You know, his, right. his title's professor. But, and he, yeah, he created a method. But it's like, it's still within the system, right? Right. You know, still I mean, well, like, like my style. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, you know? Ishinru. Ishinru is one of the, uh, people have bastardized so much of Ishinru. It's just insane. Right. Nobody knows who's who or where you came from. Exactly. You know, right. I change things. In my style, and I call it American Ishinu. Yeah. You know, only for the sake of that's where I live. I don't live overseas. You know, yeah. I yeah. made some changes, to it, but it's okay. I'm not so okay. You know, I didn't. I didn't develop everything. I just changed a few things. Exactly. You know, exactly. I wanted to be separate yeah. from someone else. So you know, I changed the name, but that's as far as it goes. Yeah, I think some people are using the title Soke as as like they founded their own school or something like exactly. that, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like. Well, then you're just a chief instructor. You are not the soda. Exactly. Yes, so it's kind of exactly. like, what's, yep. what's up with that? And I think that's where a lot of the youngsters are getting it. Oh, I've got my own school. I've got my own system. Yep. Yep. With 10 years of martial arts instructorship, I'm going to be teaching. Yep. Uh, okay. you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly it. A lot of youngsters get that, that thing like, you know, well, Bruce Lee, blah, 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 yep. right? And it's kind of like they just don't get it. They just they don't, don't get it. It's just like, yeah. oh, my God. So, anyway, Bob, what are your thoughts real quick? We'll go over time. Well, you, can go you know, I've well. only gone, I've, I've only uh, known one that has actually obtained the Soki title the correct way. And then he's not really, he's Soki, but he's Nidai Soke. He's the second Soke in the lineage. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I actually know somebody who got it on his grandmaster's deathbed. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've loved that. Way, and he doesn't. He doesn't call himself so okay. He said, "Call me since after and say call me Greg." Um, yeah. I don't like it. I know somebody uses the term so okay, and he's a Taekwondo practitioner. Yeah, yeah. He right. come up with another another brand <laughs> of Taekwondo. Yeah, and how do you use a Japanese term with a Korean art? Yeah, Japanese Taekwondo. I want to be a Korean in style. I want to be a kung fu guru. (laughs) It's just so it's just so weird, and you know, and it's like you know, I'm pretty sure that we could talk about this all day, and you know, we pretty much are. But (laughs) why don't we do this? Let's go ahead and let's call it. Because uh, the little lady on Blog Talk Radio says we have 90 seconds. I really do appreciate all of you joining me and Bob and uh, joining in on this discussion and just giving us your thoughts in this open, you know, open mic thing about titles and what they mean and what they are and how to gain them and, you know, the stupidity of like, hi, I'm so-and-so, and you must call me that. I am not a Sifu anymore. You must call me that. You know, it, it, it makes no sense. And <laughs> it make, it do, 
not. It makes no sense. And uh, but thank you so much for for joining us with that. You know, we always love talking to you guys and getting your guys' take on stuff. Likewise. So, have a great rest yeah, of the weekend. Here. You guys are phenomenal. We thank you, thank you. You guys are phenomenal too. So you guys have a great rest of the weekend, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank All right, you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. See everybody Bye. next week. Yeah. Good night.